Welcome to 8 Pixel Radio. Today's guest is... Femke. Hello, everyone. Yay. I'm so excited to be on this. I am very honored to be on this episode. My name is Femke. If you haven't heard of me, I'm a product designer currently living in Toronto, Canada. And I'm currently working at a company called Wealthsimple, which is a sort of financial uh, investing company based here in Canada. Prior to that, I worked at Uber for four years. And I also have a couple of side projects. You may have heard of my podcast, Design Life, which I do with Charlie Marie, who I'm pretty sure was maybe the first guest on this show. Cool. So there's an episode with her, which is awesome. And then I also have a YouTube channel where I teach product uh, design and research. So yeah, a little bit of a portfolio there. Excellent. I actually use Wealthsimple. So this is a nice, Amazing. nice link for me. Uh, love the product. Keep up the good Thank work. Thank you. I will pass on the feedback. Yeah, great. All right, let's do the questions. Let's jump in, shall we? Yes. Okay, question number one. What one song or album can you listen to on repeat and why? So this is a tie between two albums by the same artist, and I'm slightly embarrassed to reveal. Uh, it is either the album Speak Now or Red by Taylor Swift, which I feel is very, like, cliché. Uh, and I wouldn't like necessarily call myself a Swifty, but like those albums I listened to so much like a decade ago that are just so ingrained like in my head. And I think there's also something about the fact that I went to uh, her live tours that she had for these two albums, which was a really big deal because I grew up in New Zealand and we rarely have big artists come to New Zealand. And so Taylor Swift was like one of those big artists at the time, like one of the only few who would tour down under in New Zealand. So that's like my only big tour experience is going to her concerts down there. And so I think that's just stuck with me over time. Okay. If you have to pick one of those albums, which one is it? Probably Speak Now, I think. That was quick. Yeah, that was quick, actually. So maybe I should have just gone with that one. <laughs> Is there any any particular tracks that stand out for you? Oh, all the tracks. I mean, I really like Enchanted. It's a really good song. Speak Now, the actual song. Um, I just have memories of, like, listening to that album, like, on CD in the car, you know, back in the day, like, when you would put CDs in the car, uh, just driving around with my partner, and we would just listen to that all the time. And so, yeah, that's probably the one that's stuck with me the most. That's nice. That's really nice. Would you do a one of her tracks at karaoke? No, I couldn't do it justice. <laughs> like, <laughs> she she is amazing. I would not try to attempt to uh, to top Taylor Swift in a karaoke session. You will honor her by allowing. Only yeah, her yeah. To I would honor her by declining. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And do you like her most recent stuff? Uh, it's very different. Um, yeah, I do like it. I, I don't feel like I have the same, like, you know, anthem vibe like her early work did, but I do like the chill vibe of it and I'll like, you know, have it on the background. Um, but it's not something I think I would like listen to in my car and like sing along with. Just yeah, a you're not going to scream along to the track she did with Bonnie Bear, are you? 
Right. Exactly. You're like, you're more like I'm drinking a glass of wine yeah, and it's like dark and wintry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very different vibe. Yeah. To be honest with you is my kind of vibe. So I, I yeah. am going to, I'm going to get on the swift train, but for the newer <laughs> stuff, but I'll, I'll let you have her older material. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you I can have that one. <laughs> okay. The second question or question one B, I guess, is actually a random question, which I haven't asked you to prepare for. Okay, um, let's do it. Interested to see where you go with this one. The question is, when was the first podcast released? Of my show, my podcast? Of podcasting. The of thing. podcasting in general? Oh, this is yeah. like a trivia question? Yes, it is. Oh, man. I'm going to guess like, mm, is it pre-iPhone? Hmm. I'm going to guess it is not pre. I mean... There, I guess people were releasing like radio episodes pre-iPhone, but I'm going to guess the traditional podcasting like came with the iPhone. So in that case, I guess I'm going to guess like 2011. Final answer? Yeah. Am I wrong? I yeah, like you're, in, you're not that far out, but in terms of the scale of like digital, you're way out. <laughs> it, it was actually in 2004, which is oh, a very man. long time ago really and you know what it's like kind of crazy that's that came out so long ago yet there's been very little like evolution on podcasting yeah yeah, yeah that's true uh, it was actually developed by a person called adam curry uh, who was a former mtv person and they <laughs> coded a program called ipodder no which, way <laughs> yeah which allowed them to download things onto their ipod so iPod oh. was actually not called Pod. There was no link until these people made up this iPodder thing. And then in a year later, in 2005, iTunes actually officially supported it. Oh, wow. This is surprising news to me, yeah. both like the iPod thing and that it was 2004. It's yeah. a long time. It is. It is. And this may feel even further away is that in 2005, podcast was the word of the year. The word of what determines a word to be the word of the year? Like popularity. Wait, in 2005? I feel like yes. I never heard the word podcast years ago. in 2005. So we are. I must have been real out of touch. Very slow. Our train is shipped, like it's gone. Yeah. Our train has passed. Yeah. We, we are laggards in this industry. Yeah, exactly. It's like, keep up, kids. <laughs> All right. Good fact. The, Thank you. The, the actual second question. He's a little bit more serious, and it is, what do you find yourself consistently having to convince other people of? I think for me, I'm constantly telling people that they're in control of their own time and that you can make time for the things that really matter to you. I feel like as someone that has a lot of side projects, I very frequently get asked, how do you have time to do all of this? Like, how do you balance everything? How do you find the time? And the answer is like, I don't find the time. I make the time by like saying no to things and prioritizing and, you know, making space and time for things that I care about. And uh, yeah, I talked to a lot of people who wish that they had the time to do the things that they want to do. And it's like, well, you do have the time. It's up to you how you want to spend it and how you want to, you know, prioritize that time that you do have. So yeah, I feel like that's something that I'm constantly 
telling other people about and sharing. Have you found yourself having to sacrifice a lot? By saying I mean, no? yeah, like by saying no, you're you're sacrificing something, right? And it might be something as little as like, oh, I'm not going to watch TV tonight. And instead, I'm going to tinker on a side project. Um, it could be something bigger, like, oh, I'm going to say no to this client or this like, you know, business opportunity in favor of doing something else that I care about. Um, so yeah, I think those sacrifices can be as small or as big as you make it. With regards to like forgetting other people, all the things that you do, how do you prioritize those things and how do you say no to yourself? I am still getting like practicing this because that is hard. And I definitely find myself sometimes like overworking or burning out. Sorry, there's like drilling going on. My apologies. Um, so yeah, I'm still working on that, but I find that I try to prioritize the things that feel most closely aligned with my current values or goals. Um, and then kind of, uh, sort of put the others aside until later on. I, I can kind of relate. I guess I don't do as, as many other things as you do, but watching a TV show. Right. Realistically, like, do, do you need that vacuous time in your life if you have these goals that you want to do? At the same time, we definitely need to check out of kind of work mode. I struggle with that balance. And sometimes we'll just watch four or five TV show episodes in a row because that's what I need to do at that moment. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not saying never watch TV or like never do the things that bring you joy or relaxation. It's, it's more about like prioritizing, right. And like uh, balancing those things. And, you know, if you say yes to TV every day, then, you know, you're not going to be able to say yes to those other things. So it's really about prioritizing and making the time for things that are important to you at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And there's also a sort of fine line, I guess, between people feeling like they have to do this extra stuff and not. Yeah. But the thing is that what you do, you enjoy it. That's kind of what your, what your hobby is, right? Is doing other creative exploits. Whereas if you yeah. don't find that as interesting outside of work, then don't do it. <laughs> it's totally fine. Exactly. There's no expectation, right? And I think that's also why I've intentionally kept them side projects. Like, you know, I often get asked, oh, are you going to take it full time? Or when are you going to take this full time? And it's like, well, I like that it's a side project because, you know, I can do what I want with it and tinker with it. And it doesn't have to be this thing I rely on for income or anything. And so that gives you a little bit more creative freedom to like make it fun and do something that you enjoy doing without that pressure or burden of like making it a, an income or a job for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you start to introduce things like targets and revenue streams and... Yeah, it gets stressful. <laughs> that becomes a little bit too serious for what yeah. you started it for. And if you oh. are employed anyway, then you don't necessarily need that stress, right? Exactly. Cool. All right, let's move on to the next question. Um, cool. What's the best thing you've never worked on? Okay, so this is a website or a platform called Trade Me. And you probably never heard of it. It's trademe.co.nz. It is a website in New Zealand. And it is, in my opinion, the most superior and delightful auction trading and bidding website, kind of like eBay, if you're familiar with eBay, but it's like built in New Zealand for the New Zealand market. And I just think it is a fantastic experience. 
that I, I wasn't expecting that uh, but I really enjoy it and I tell you why I enjoy it is because it kind of shows how important it is to have things local to a market mm-hmm. uh, when I lived in Australia for a bit I couldn't use Amazon not that I would necessarily want to but I couldn't use Amazon because I didn't deliver there to Sydney yeah, yes and yes. you needed a local version uh, eBay right. did and I ended up using eBay loads but if again if you sort of go to another place where you don't get this thing you have to use another version and having that sort of local New Zealand specific answer to a question is really nice and I'm actually quite happy you championed that yeah totally and like eBay exists in New Zealand but nobody uses it because everybody loves the homegrown New Zealand version which is trade me and I think there's also just some really delightful touches on trade me that I don't see replicated on other sort of auction trading websites like the whole kind of experience of like listing an item for sale. Everyone like has to bid on the item, like on the website, there's no like private DMing between people. It's all kind of done on the website. And then when some, like when somebody wins, it's like automatically marked as sold. And I don't know what your experience has been like with eBay and the like, but like, I don't find that a delightful experience to use. And so yeah, ask any New Zealander and they'll probably tell you how much they love trade me. It's like almost part of Kiwi culture at this point. <laughs> yeah, they put on like the, the country's values, trade me. Is- yeah, it's a very like, like we're very into like DIY there and like, you know, secondhand stuff and like reusing things. And so it just really fits in with the, the culture of that. Um, and yeah, ask anyone and they will have used trade me for sure. I, th- I think I will. I think I will. Every uh, <laughs> Kiwi I meet now, I'm going to ask them, hey, is this, yeah. is this a great website? And if it's not, why is it not? That's a great question to ask any Kiwi. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you for that. It was really nice. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Next, we have a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Design Portfolios. Because who really knows what companies want? PDFs, personal websites, it's all a bit of a blur. And let's be honest, we're all quite unsure of the best way to apply for a job these days. I personally like to just skew some mobile app screens and consider my job done. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. And question four, what would your last meal be? So I have a favorite restaurant, which is called Hotel de Goudfazant, and it is this restaurant in Amsterdam. I used to live in Amsterdam for five years, and it's like kind of in the north part of Amsterdam on this little pier. You can like take a ferry across from the city to the restaurant, and the restaurant is in an old kind of mechanics warehouse, so it's got this very industrial vibe. They have like like old cars like up on the jacks. Um, so it's this very like industrial feeling, but they have really great kind of French European fusion food. And when I go there, I almost always get the lamb dish or there's also duck sometimes. So like either of those two dishes, I would like personally order to be couriered to me here in Canada uh, to have as my last meal. Okay. Let's go into a little bit more detail. What's coming? <laughs> what, 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 if you've got the lamb, how is it cooked? What's on the side? Let's go a bit deeper. Okay, so it's been a few years since I've been to the restaurant, but from memory, so the lamb is cooked, you know, just perfectly like medium rare would be my preference uh, with a really nice kind of buttery garlic 
sauce. There's probably some like braised or steamed carrots or broccoli, some sort of vegetable like that. Maybe there's like mashed or could be like fried potatoes um, and then a very, very nice glass of red wine, which I would also require with my final meal. Um, but yes, it's a very nice, uh, nice, intimate setting. Would you like the bottle of wine? Of course, I would like the bottle. That's, that's yeah, cool. I think so. <laughs> uh, I know we're being really specific with the restaurant and their particular main. Have you considered starters? Is there any extra stuff you want to? Oh, yeah. So they usually have um, some starters that are uh, like, there's usually like a little cheese plate with some like sort of charcuterie style, maybe some like pickled onions or something in there, maybe some like pate. Uh, so that's probably my starter. And then for the dessert, they have, um, I think it's called uh, chocolate mother's cake or something like that, which is basically like chocolate mother cake. And it's like death by chocolate. It's like this <laughs> heavenly chocolate cake or like, uh, yeah, I can't even describe it. It's basically chocolate on a plate. Uh, very dark, very rich, a lovely way to end the meal. Nice. I know that some people would be horrified by having a cheese board before a meal. What's your, <laughs> what's your perspective on that? I actually don't care. I would eat cheese anyway. I love cheese. I actually regularly, maybe like a couple of times a week, will like, cut myself up some cheese to nibble on while I'm cooking dinner so I love a good like cheese and wine you're cooking you're making food I don't know cheese at all time of the day is acceptable to me that's that's very fair very fair (laughs) and for this meal considering it is the last meal have you considered what the crime was that you committed for it I have so I was likely probably sort of engaging in some sort of protest or march for like climate change or women's rights and maybe I don't know some reason I got arrested for you know standing up for those causes um hopefully you know it's not a big enough crime that I would be in a last meal situation but uh nevertheless you know might have ended up in jail worthy worthy cause worth it (laughs) you were championing the auction website from back maybe Maybe that's what was happening and you got thrown yeah, in the who knows? <laughs> totally. Great. That sounds like a delicious meal. Uh, I would definitely have a go. Um, very big fan. Yes. Very big fan. Same. Okay. Question five. Last question. What is your favorite curse word? Crikey. It's a very down under Crikey. word. Yeah. Very <laughs> Steve Bowen-esque. I know. It's very, uh, very, like, uh, very classic. Stepped back 200 years in England and <laughs> you've arrived. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, or I don't know if it's like intentional, but I will often just like, that's the word that spits out of my mouth. It's like cracky. Um, I don't know. I like saying it. It's got that like harsh K sound in it, similar to other curse words that I'm sure we're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it's funny whenever I say it, I, like I see people's reactions, like that's an odd one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's kind of endearing. I like it. It's like crikey. Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely a favorite for me. Yeah. It, it's, it's very strange because it's not as harsh as no. something else. But when you, when you stretch it out, you can <laughs> feel the intensity. 
yeah, yeah. I can also see the faces. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> this is very serious. This problem that we have. Totally. And like depending on the the context of the situation, you can change the intonation up. You know, it's like crikey, you know, like, oh, that's frustrating. Like I just dropped something, or it's like crikey like really again are we gonna do this you know you can really play with the intonation of that word <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm listening to a, a sound actor a voice actor yes. <laughs> doing the, the curse word section of a book or I'm something. trying to justify my choice of favorite like, curse word okay. no, another take another take do it a different way <laughs> that was really good it's also you could say that in front of children and you'd be fine yes it's very family friendly yeah yeah, what a lovely a surprise bonus. that curse word was. I really enjoyed that. Giving you two lovely surprises. Yeah, just show. been rolling with these surprises today, and I'm uh, I'm really enjoying. It. I might try and enroll this crikey into my. Yeah, please. We need program. more. More of us are needed. Yeah, <laughs> this is what you're in jail for. This is your last meal. You get saying that you're trying to protest for people to use that word, and then. Yeah, and then it's over. Like, mm-hmm. right? Well. That's all the questions. Wonderful. Thank you. That was so easy. Thank you so much for attending today's podcast. Uh, Your answers were surprising, as we just mentioned, um, and enlightening. And I would eat that meal right now. Me too. Especially, even though it's 2.30 in the afternoon for me, I would totally eat it now. Yeah. Any time for lamb. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Cool, thank you so much for having me.